Hey everyone, you want to see the mod file in action? Well now you can. Here's some upcoming dates. On the 29th and 30th of November, join me as I host an evening with WWE Hall of Famer, Mrs. Foley's baby boy, Mick Foley, in Bristol's Bower Club and Birmingham's Reading Suites, respectively. Tickets available at ticketsource.co.uk. So please be sure to come out and support all the boys and girls involved in British wrestling, as each week we tear it apart. Welcome one, welcome all to yet another episode of Morgan Webster's Wrestling Friends. As always, as always, these lovely, soothing, or maybe annoying, depending on if you don't like the Welsh accent. I know a lot of people don't. I just really can't say accent without going a little Welsh. But yeah, uh, this is the voice, of course, of the undisputed king of the mods, the mod father of professional wrestling, Flash Morgan Webster. Or more importantly than that, for the next 45 minutes to the hour, to hour off, or however long this conversation with Charlie Morgan goes this week, I will be your host. Was I see it? Facilitator for all these chats, discussions, gatherings. You know me. I absolutely love that word gatherings with your wrestling favourites. Or as I like to call them, my wrestling friends. If you are an avid listener, then you know this podcast comes to you most weeks free of charge on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, wherever, wherever you get your podcasts from. But please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, tell a friend, uh, tweet it out there. I'll probably get into Twitter and all that stuff in a second. But yeah, please be sure to uh, rate, subscribe, review. Definitely leave a review. Um, I do love forgetting about the reviews for a bit and then going on and seeing that we've we've popped up a little bit further on the wrestling podcast list. And I have looked at and see that you guys have left some wonderful reviews. So continue to do that. I know a lot of you maybe have come here because of NXT UK. And there'll be a lot of people who will be showing up there. A lot of people that you don't know a lot about because you're new to them. And I've probably had them on the podcast. So definitely go back. Check out the last 90 odd episodes. I don't know where we are number wise. I think we're like number 93 or something. I could be totally wrong. And I probably will look like an idiot. But yeah, please be sure to go back. Check out all those. Uh, rate, subscribe, review, do whatever you need to do to make sure that everyone's favourite wrestler stories are told. Of course, if you are enjoying the podcast and you do want to help us keep this podcast on the air, then first off, I've got to thank our sponsors, which is pinsandknucklesmerch.com. They are one of the main reasons I'm able to keep this free of charge every single, well, it's not every single week at all, is it? Whenever I post it, but I'm able to keep it free of charge because of the lovely sponsors, which are pinsandknucklesmerch.com. If you're looking for t-shirts, if you're looking for designs, if you're looking for embroidery, patches, subliminal printing, anything really, then they are the ones to go. And again, if you go to them and say uh, promo code FLASH, then you'll get uh, 10% t-shirts for every 100 you order. So you get 10 t-shirts free if you order 100 t-shirts. Um, I will be looking to do a competition with them soon as well. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Something for Christmas. But yeah, big thanks to pinsandknucklesmerch.com for keeping us on the air because, again, without them, I probably have to charge you guys and then you probably wouldn't listen and then we wouldn't have this podcast done. So very, very grateful for that. Of course, if you are uh, not after merchandise for yourself or for a stag do or anything like that, of course, but you do want to look out for me and try to help continue to sponsor the podcast, then uh, you could do that at merch. At merch? What am I gonna, where am I going there? You could do that at my merch store, that's what I was going to say. Mogawebster.pickartel.com. 
pick up some t-shirts. Might be dropping some 198 hoodies in the next week or so, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, and I've got t-shirts on there, and I've got prints, so yeah, head over to morganwebs.bigcartel.com and check that out. Because again, by picking stuff up there, helps keep the podcast free. Thank you, Thank you very much. But of course, I do understand that not everyone can afford to do that. Um, but if you just want to give me a cheeky shout-out on the Twitter, or which is Twitter at Flash underscore Morgan, or maybe on the Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Flash Morgan Webster, or on the Instagram at Flash Morgan Webster, then uh, yeah, do all that. I love retweeting that stuff. I love sharing it. Um, and if you do want to maybe sponsor the Wrestling Friends podcast, or you want to if you're not coming to seminar, gig events, then all that can be done at flashmorganatlife.co.uk. Please keep on coming, people. I absolutely love them. This week's guest is Charlie Morgan. This is one I've been meaning to do for a while, and uh, it's one that, I'll be honest with you, I feel that recently, you know, with James Mason and John Briley, I've really hit my stride and got some really, really good podcasts up and uh, up and running. But um, this one, before I even turned the podcast off, I got halfway through and I thought, my God, this has been one of the easiest conversations I've had in a very, very long time. And that's not to say that the conversation in the past with everyone else has been difficult. I don't know, some, you know, you've got friends out there, some friends are close than others, and me and Charlie have, have got a, a pretty good relationship, me and her chat all the time. She's had herself afterwards when we're talking, she's always felt comfortable around me, and uh, we've always been uh, quite close when it comes to chatting. So this was a real pleasure to sit down and chat with her. And by the end of it as well, as I say on this podcast, I did feel like I knew a little bit more, but... It is really is a great chat with uh, Charlie this week. It is a full retrospect of her career. Um, we talk about WW, we talk about her breaking into the business, we talk about how that came about. Great story, but how she found about the British wrestling scene. Uh, you can't really can't make these things up. Uh, then we then talk about her rise uh, and getting a, a shot at Eve and how, why that didn't work out the first time. We talk about her leaving wrestling, then we talk about her coming back, and of course as well we do talk about her coming out, and we talk about how difficult that was for her, and why she why she felt the name need to change her name to Charlie Morgan. We do cover all of it, and it's a fantastic, really is a fantastic chat, so you lot are in for an absolute treat, in for an absolute treat this week. So uh, yeah, really forward to that. But uh, as for my weekend review, this week of course I was at Liverpool for NXT UK, had a cracking match Myself and Mark Andrews really hitting our stride now. We're hitting our stride as a tag team against James Drake and Zach Gibson, the Grizzly Young Veterans. It's a cracking match. I look forward to you guys seeing it in the next couple of weeks. And of course, it was announced that there will be NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. So that's very, very exciting for myself, somebody who uh, two years ago was sat three rows back watching Mark Andrews and Pete Dunne absolutely kill it in Blackpool to return back to that venue as a member of the NXT UK roster and uh, also being a tag team with the vet man who inspired me really to be there, Mark Andrews. It really does mean the world to me, so I'm very excited about going back to the Empress Ballroom. And I've heard it sold out as well. So you lot proving why British wrestling is the absolute best. Really excited to head up to Blackpool. Um, I then, of course, uh, I say of course like you guys know, I then headed Tuesday to the Birmingham Institute and I met up with Miles Kane. That's a surreal, that's a surreal sentence for me to say. I know like I meet some of my wrestling stars, wrestling favourites and stuff like that, like an NXT UK, I've always, I'm always around Shawn Michaels and Triple H and that's crazy. But you know, with wrestling, the more you do, you take little steps and, and you think, you know, one day I'll probably meet them or I'll do this and 
well, the time you do meet them, it's cool, but you've kind of, it's not been one big jump. It hasn't been me walking to a training centre and then a week later I'm meeting Triple H and Shawn Michaels. It's been eight to nine years of travelling the country, meeting this person, meeting that person, and kind of getting there little by little by little. But when it comes to meeting someone like Miles Kane, I have no... I have no connection to the music world. The only connection I really have is the fact that he started following me on uh, Instagram and Twitter and me and him chat now and again. And it's the second time I met him, but this time I actually went and hung out with him before the show. And it was an absolutely killer show, but to actually hang out with him and feel like we really are mates now really, really was surreal. So yeah, if you uh, if you haven't seen Miles on his on his tour, there are still tickets available. Go check him out. He actually killed it at Burnham. He said to me as well, it was a Tuesday night uh, they were a bit slow to start with. By the end of the concert, he had them rocking. And I thought it was quite funny how uh, how we can do midweek shows sometimes and say, you know, it is a Tuesday. Uh, and crowds can be, uh, like, not difficult, I want to say, but, you know, crowds can be not as easy to work as maybe a weekend one. And it's funny to see that, that musicians have the same problem. But uh, he absolutely killed it. And again, if you haven't seen Miles on his tour, definitely go check him out. I think that really sums up my uh, my weekend review. Cracking week with NXT UK. NXT UK TakeOver has now been announced. Blackpool, looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, got to hang out with Miles Key. So I guess all that's left to say is uh, sit back, relax, and uh, crank up the volume. Crank it up and listen to what is a wonderful conversation with the amazing, fearless Charlie Morgan. Enjoy, people. Can't have TV on the Do you know that, uh, so you say I sleep in silence, do you know that Ricky Shane Page... Uh, because he lives in Ohio and it's so hot there, he has aircon on all the time. So when he comes over here, there's no aircon. So he puts in headphones that, and he finds a three-hour recording on YouTube of an air conditioning system. And it's the only way he can sleep is if he's got the the aircon going on. What? Okay, each to their own, I guess. Yeah, I guess what it is. the fuck? Yeah, but I'm joined today by uh, Charlie Morgan. Hello, hello. Uh, how's nice it going? Are you good? Yeah. yeah, yeah, very well, thank you. I'm very excited to. Be finally, be part of your podcast. I was going to say, third, third time lucky. Third time lucky, yeah. Well, yeah. once it was like, I think, once might be like, oh, I've got to shoot. And then once it was me going, oh, I'm, I don't even I'm, want to I'm do exhausted. it. <laughs> I'm exhausted. The thing I don't is want to speak to you anyway. The thing is, as well, it, 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 sometimes I feel like I know that I was up for it today, and we've done stuff in the past where you might be going, like, Fuck, he just keeps avoiding me. It's like, but if I'm not in the right space of mind and I'm tired, it's not going to be good for no, you. No, it's fine. Because as you said before, you waffle on. So if you're waffling, I'm just like, let, let her waffle. You obviously... Let her, uh, so you yeah. won't pull me back onto conversation. No, I won't. I won't, so... <laughs> it's good, yeah, third time's, third time's a charm. Then when you're just clinking, it's, it's, the, it's the water. Or it's uh, Charlie drinking her hot chocolate, which she showed I up for the room with. made hot chocolate and I've turned up in fluffy socks, so... She is ready. She'll fall asleep, not me. Uh, how I usually like to start these, then Charlie, is... What's your earliest memory of wrestling? When can you remember? <clears throat> so my earliest... I have a few early memories of uh, wrestling, so... Uh, my earliest memories would be... Uh, I used to stay at my dad's, like, on the weekends. So, like, it was a Friday night and I was just flicking over the, the channels and I, you know, flicked over onto what my first earliest memory was. Uh, it was Stone Cold Steve Austin and being hit over the head with a shovel by The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. I fell in love. <laughs> um, I turned to my dad. Like, I'd been watching it like uh, for like you know hours straight, and I was like, "Dad, can can we record this?" Like every time it's on, he was like, "What this?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Like I so love it. He was it. not a fan. 
It, well, he was. He knew of it because it was like a beginning to get big. It was like the Attitude Era, so it was like I was like six and probably ninety eight. Uh, yeah, about ninety eight, I reckon. And so it was just starting to take off massively. Yeah. So he knew of it, but he was, you know, it was a six year old little girl. So <laughs> he was just like, "Well, you want to record this?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." That was it, like, and still to this day, like, if I went back to my dad's now, somewhere in the loft, there will be boxes and boxes of, like, you know, old VCR tapes or whatever. Just stacks, yeah, yeah, from, like, probably 98 to maybe 2003 or four. you can imagine. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I'm exactly <laughs> the same, I've got so much. Yeah, so, that was probably, uh, like, the earliest memory, and then, from then... Probably just flipping onto the bed. I don't know how many beds that my you know that I've broken <laughs> as a kid. Just practicing front flips and beating up the pillows. Only child. Only well, no, I'm not an only child. But um, um, there's like eight years difference between uh. me and my younger sister. So you know, by the time she was she was like eight, so I couldn't really throw a newborn about, you know. <laughs> So by the time you were like, by the time she was old enough to get into us and she liked it, I guess you were already kind of looking at school. Yeah, kind of yeah. So like, yeah. By the time like I could throw her about, I was probably, <laughs> you know, I was I was a teenager and there was there was I had a small phase where I kind of I, f- I faded out of it a little bit for just for a few years. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I, I, and then by the time I kind of got back to getting back into it. Um, I was like, right, let's let's look for schools. So you said you watched it, your, your dad's so parents separated? Yeah, yeah, so they separated when I was young, like two, so I don't, no, really don't remember, remember. it. Yeah, it's just always been that way. And it's fine, like, uh, more presents at Christmas for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to take my dad, like, every weekend. And then, um, as a teenager, I used to stay up and watch, like, you know, like, it would be early morning Tuesday early hours on Tuesday morning it'd be like raw right and uh, I used to stay up and watch it at my mum's like because I'd stay there Monday, Monday to Friday or whatever she'd come in at like 2 and be like will you turn off your TV like it's 2 in the morning you have school so I started to stay at my dad's on Monday and stay up late because he would let you get <laughs> away with it because he would be like okay yeah you can watch it just make sure you go to school I used to be the same but uh, we were I was allowed to record pay-per-views but then they used to show Raw th- Thursdays, I think, on the repeat used to be on Thursday. Oh yeah. And because the internet wasn't big, you could prop, you could go those four days without spoilers, and that's what I used to Aww. watch it on the, on on then. But my I used to do the exact same. I used to put the recording on, so I go down one o'clock and go right, I'm going to record it. Mum puts it on, TV goes off downstairs, but it's still recording. And I go upstairs and I'd have a link that went up to my room. So then once I knew my mum was asleep, that TV that's would handy. go on. I would like put it down as low as I could, and I'd sit on the edge of my bed just watching it. I'd still get caught though. No, uh, see, I quite quite as close I could get to it. And if I heard my mum come in, right, off it went, and I would just get back. Well, I thought I was good at that, but I, I think my problem was that I used to go down for midnight snacks. Uh, she'd hear the fridge go. Uh, I'd go back up. She'd come through, mistake. flying through. I've you no know, got eaten a cracker or something, slapped out my hand, just like turn this shit off. <laughs> I'm like, oh god. So, how old were you then when you said, "Right, I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to, I'm going to look well, at school." Well, technically, when I was six, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a video of me somewhere. Uh, I was like probably eight at this point, and um, 
and bouncing around on this trampoline and quick I'm gonna be a wrestler when I grow up or I'd probably cut a bit of promo then and I said did now but <laughs> um yeah and then I, I guess seriously started to be like okay like this is actually what I, I want to do and I, and I need to figure out how I'm gonna go about it seriously probably started to think about it when I was like 14 15 and I start I actually started when I was 18. Where are you from? Originally kept from, uh, from Cambridge. You're from Cambridge. Yeah. So, so you you did you start training at WAW? Is that where you started? Yeah. So basically, how that come about? Do you know, what? I was actually very naive. I I only really watched like WWE really um, growing up and whatnot. I never really knew that there was such thing as the Indies. To what we know, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people didn't. Yeah, I didn't know of it really. So when I was thinking, like, oh, I'm you know, fourteen, fifteen, I'm thinking, like, how do I, how do I go about doing this? Like, how does, how does it work? And uh, before I even googled it, I remember being like, well, I have to go to America for this. Like, what do you, how does it? So this is actually how I got into it. So I was. You're going to be like, what? But I, I went to Barclays. I can't wait for this. Let's go. Okay, you went to Barclays. To open a bank account. And on my lap or in my bag was a Fighting Spirit magazine. Okay. It was just poking out the bag. And this was maybe 2010. Okay. And opposite, sat aside me at the time, was Ben Old, the Southside promoter. No. But he hadn't even started promoting. Okay. But he was opening a bank account for me. And he said... And he lives in, and he lives in Cambridge? He lives in... Or he did at the time live in St. Nids or St. Ives? Yeah, they do. Cambridgeshire, yeah. something yeah. like that. And he was like, you know, just typing away, asking me his details. And he stops typing, he looks over and he goes, is that a wrestling magazine? I was like, yeah. And I pulled it up. He was like, oh, are you a fan? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm a massive fan. He was like, here's tickets to my first show. Like, come watch. <laughs> and he just slid across these, these two tickets... Uh, for me and my friend, he was like, it's, it's in a couple months. Might have been St. Nits or St. Ives, I can't remember, but it was close. Yeah, I don't know where it was St. Nits, it was pretty Yeah, Nits. yeah so, so it was close by to Cambridge, and I was like, oh, really? He was like, yeah, yeah, come. Like, honestly, it's my first one, so I'm trying to build a reputation, so come. And I was like, oh, brilliant, yeah, cool. So I went along, and Alagero was on it, Mike Skull, Greg Burridge, people like that. Mm. And then also on it was Brittany Knight and Sweet Soraya. Yeah. And I literally did not even know this world existed. I was, I was remember walking up to the venue and and these two you know females was on it and I was like I remember taking around to, turning around to my friend and being like what like females actually wrestle in the UK like that's a thing. <laughs> and I watched the show and was like I have to do this. I was like seventeen, maybe just turned eighteen at the time, and yeah, I went up to you know Sweet Soraya. Julia and was like, "Hey, so um, want to train me? <laughs> like, is there somewhere that you can train in the UK?" And she was like, "Yeah, bud, come to Norwich. Here you go." So, gave me these, gave me her, her contacts, and was like, first train, uh, first weekend of every month. Like, come up. Like, the next month, I was there and had the most intense, grueling, like training camp. I can imagine. I, I think uh, I ever have experienced, but or at least uh, you know, <laughs> it was pretty. To that going. point, yeah. To yeah, that, to point, that yeah. point, I kind of had in my head 
that it was going to be tough because you know I'd seen stuff before. Yeah, of, you've seen tough enough. Yeah, of yeah, area, of yeah. Stuff. So kind of you know had some kind of idea, but it was so driven and passionate that I was just going to be a, like good at this or just at least decent or something. I remember, I remember uh, Raya Page, you know, in uh, the I remember Raya kind of like, okay, well, um, we're going to teach you flip bump. So we did bumps, front bumps, blah, blah, blah. Um, she was like, okay, we're going to teach you a flip bump. And, you know, it reminded me of like just doing them as a kid on my dad's bed. But, you know, she showed me and I did it and I landed and she gave me like this look and I was like, oh my God, like, what, what, what have I done, done wrong? wrong? Yeah. And she was like, get up. And I got up, she was like, get the fuck out my way. And I got out. And on the ape, as I, as I got out, I was still on the apron. She was like, you've done this before. And I was like, I haven't. She was like, well, you're unnatural. And then she called me back in the ring. She was like, Rick, look at this. I did it again. She was like, now get the fuck out of my ring. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, so kind of doing okay, I guess. Literally, like, it was two, roughly around seven to eight hour days. And by... The Monday morning, I physically like could not get out of bed. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, like all your throat hurts and stuff. Throat hurts. Like places, back hurts, leg yeah, hurts, heads, eyeballs. Places you didn't know you had places. Exactly. Yeah, like, say, I, I didn't even like. Off. How does my little finger hurt? Like, yeah, that was tough. But I came back. How far is that drive from yours to to a, would be Norwich, wouldn't it? So, yeah. So I live in Norwich now. So how far was that from Cambridge? Um, only an hour. Oh, I didn't find yeah, that yeah. So yeah, so it's, it's not it's not that far. So I just used to uh, travel up. Like I used to have wait weekends off. So they had a gym up there with a ring in it as well. So if, when they wasn't doing shows or training, I would I would be up there. I used to work Monday to Friday. So what did you do? So uh, when I finished school, I uh, started to work in nurseries with children. Yeah. Um, just I done an apprentice. Worked my way up, got qualified, level one, two, other bits and pieces, first aid, working with children with complex needs, all that kind of stuff. Um, worked my way all the way up to be uh, deputy manager, eventually. Moving to Norwich and stuff, like, you know. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, so that was interesting. So, but that, in a way, really helped me because it allowed me to have evenings off, weekends off. Yeah, so of I was literally like full steam ahead. Trying to... How long were you training before you had your first match? Do you remember? I mean, what do you class as first match? First just thrown in the first match or first like paid match? Oh, well, that's a very different thing at all. It depends, well, on, the, yeah. depends on the scene in which you came from, really, doesn't it? Well, I know. Um, so first time I ever stepped foot in a ring in front of people. Yeah, yeah, family crowd, or, or paying customers or something. Like that, yeah, A month. A month. I was not ready. I didn't even have ring gear. Didn't have a name. Hence where Penelope came from. It wasn't just Penelope though, was it? It was. It was. It was. Let's what... not say that. <laughs> we will Let's get not in. Go there. We will get into that. We will. <laughs> Please don't. We, no, we will. No, I've told you not to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the beginning, it probably was Lady Penelope, but I was like, "Come on, at least drop. You got to at least allow me to drop this lady, because I surely like I do not give off that <laughs> reflection." Of like a proper lady. If you look at Charlie Morgan and you look at like the term Lady Penelope, yeah, yeah no, like I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, completely different. No, I know. People. I remember thinking it didn't, it didn't quite match. Well, yeah, I, I thought that the whole time, but you know, 
you just kind of go with the flow. I was young, naive. I certainly wasn't going to start putting my two pence piece. It was, you know, of course. keep your your mouth shut and your of eyes course. and ears open. So you didn't have a name, and they do you have Penelope? Well, that's Penelope given to you. Yeah. On, so on yeah. So so um, Julie was like, okay, we'll do a, a six woman tag. Oh, at least it was tagging you in the Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't singles. That's good. My first ever match, singles match at least, was against Rhea Riley, actually. And mm. how, how she loves to remind me that she makes me and she can break me, oh, is what good. she says. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it was, it was just, a, you know, it wasn't a full-on. I literally did, like, two things. Well, like, that's good. I guess yeah. you can come from Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I didn't even have... Didn't have boots at this point. I didn't have nothing. So, so what did you wear? What <laughs> um, Raya ran back to her house and was like, "Okay, I got this, 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 and this." And I was like, "I cannot." It was like one of them was a rara skirt, and I was like, "I'm not being seen dead in that." So that's a no. It ended up just being like black shorts and a black top or something. Or some kick pads Horrific. or something. Yeah, yeah someone's Donsdale boots or something. I'm I'm not sure, but it it was very badly pieced together. With a very awkward young girl. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I kind of look back and think, I'm kind of glad I was through in the deep end. Y- you might as well just get stuck in and go, you know, single swim. Ahead. Yeah, exactly. Still trying to swim. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but, you know, it's. There was. So, from, from when I. First started training for, in May 2011. My first singles match was that September. So, a few right. Well, I've had yeah. people come on here and say a month for the first singles match. I've had people come on here and say a week. I've yeah. had, like, I've had but people I only say, had monthly Hask- training. Haskins, so. was a, Haskins was like two years before, yeah. Wow. Two years before he was even allowed to have a, a proper match. And he only got that match because somebody pulled out. <laughs> two it? years. But yeah, it varies. It really does. And again, if you were somebody that they saw... Do the flip bump for you, which is quite natural. Some people would maybe take a year to get to the points where you were, maybe only first session because you yeah. were able to do it quite well. That's so, so yeah, I was saying like that's where the name come from because um, Julia was like, "You need a name," and I was like, um, "I wanted to be called actually, I wanted to be called Madison something like some kind." I, d- I didn't know if I had a surname, but I knew. Th- I, I liked the idea of, of, of being called Madison. I thought that suited like my face and kind of I didn't uh, kind of had an idea of an image, but I didn't expect to be thrown in so quickly. So I didn't really have time to prepare like gear or or much of it. And actually, the images that I've designed years like, eight years ago are actually very similar to what I wear now. Which must be something that you really yeah, wanted. To... Yeah, like eight years ago, seven years ago. So she was like. Um, you need some kind of a character gimmick. And I was like, oh, well, I'm quite tomboy-y. She was like, no, but your background is from Cambridge, you know, like, why don't, you, why don't we say that you're from a finishing school? And I was like, have you seen the way I walk? <laughs> like, this is not going to go too well. But I, my mannerisms were probably a little bit different then, and I was probably a little bit better spoken. No, you're, st- you're still quite well spoken. To be oh, a lot of people say that, and I'm you like, are... some people say you sound quite posh. No, like... compared to <sighs> compared to me, you definitely are really well spoken. I would I would say that you sound rather posh. Are you joking? No. Uh, are you joking? I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you jo- are you joking? No, you you are compared, compared to me. I come from a uh, a council estate Valleys. that has yeah from the valleys council estate where there's 
there's cars that are on fire and there's... <laughs> so, yeah, right, can I just break this stereotype right now, okay. coming from Cambridge? Okay, go on. Um, um, so there's a posh side of Cambridge, there's a hippie uh, side of Cambridge, and there's just, you know, a proper Cambridge girl. I'm just a proper Cambridge girl. Okay. So, uh, I don't want to say the rougher side, but I'm not in the posh side. Got you. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> so... I mean, it's still nice. It's still a beautiful place, but it is a very beautiful place. We, we but, uh, did the first set of tea, oh, yeah, it? it was yeah, gorgeous. Of course, yeah. yeah, so yeah, I'm not from the posh, posh place of, of Cambridge. But anyway, yeah, going, going back, I told you I drifted off, didn't I? It's good. Going back to this Penelope thing, she, you know, Julie was like, "Well, you know, you, we, we're going to announce you as being from Cambridge. So why don't we say you're from this finishing school, which means you'll need like a posh name, you know?" And I was like. I can't think, I was like, because yeah, I wasn't overly, like, thrilled about the, the, the idea, although I went with it and I thought, you know what, I just, you know, I'm not going to start. But it wasn't you, was it, so? No, and it's difficult to play a character, I, let's be honest, I never even played that character. I didn't try to be what they wanted me to be, because in my heart, I knew that it wasn't me, it wasn't right. Yeah, of course. But I just went out there... I wrestled, you know, wore whatever gear I kind of chose at that time and just went with it. So it was like a name that didn't fit the label. They just... just There was no connection. Huge disconnect, yeah. Huge disconnection. It was like, why is she called that? Do you know what? When I... Because so many people now know me as obviously Charlie Morgan. (laughs) They find it absolutely hilarious when I tell them I try not to tell them, but if they find out or I end up telling them, oh well, yeah, I was, I've actually been around years, like, under this other name, and they are like, what? <laughs> they come, they're just so taken back by it. But, um, yeah, Julie was like, well, what about Penelope? What about Lady Penelope? Oh, yeah, that's fabulous. <laughs> I was like, okay, sure, we'll, we'll give it a go, I guess. And they're just stuck, just stuck. So what year was that, 2011? Uh, Eleven. Yeah. Trying to figure out when we met, and I'm going to piece this together. I think we might have met. Um, I think I can remember the year. I think that we have two very different recollections. I think that you think. Let me. Where do you think we met? Oh no. Is this like asking like your anniversary and I, <laughs> day and I don't know when it is? Because we were speaking the other day and you said something and I was like, that's not where we met. Okay. So where do you think we so met? So I'm going to say where I think we've met and now I think that we met sooner than I thought, so but we, I think we met in Italy. We did not meet in Italy. Oh no, I'm We sorry met, no it's fine, we met two weeks before then and that's why we were chatting to each other in Italy. So we met each other at SWA in Shrewsbury. I actually do remember. Yeah. So that's why, but that's I think it's because the Italy one and that one was so close so together close. that it just merged I into do that. that. And we didn't yeah. really, we didn't really talk really at the SOA. We maybe had one or two words, and I just had a good match or whatever. And then when we were in Italy, we spoke. Yeah, then. we spoke then and had a proper chat. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. But uh, yes, yeah, so that would have been two thousand. I think would have been two thousand thirteen. I think that was Italy. That's was. yeah. So for those two years, you were what were you doing? Just travelling rounds and. Well, it was really, it was really bizarre, and I still can't fathom it out now. Like I was pretty much, I was obviously based. I moved up to Norwich by. Had I moved? I moved up very quickly. I think end of two thousand eleven, okay. I had moved up. So because I was travelling that all the time, so I was like, oh, it's easier to move. So I moved up, 
and I did like all of the shows in Norwich and around Norfolk and then started to get out into like Suffolk area like Falling Star I think it is and other companies around that yeah. and did the odd show you know like you say what was it SW Shrewsbury yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and did like bits and pieces kind of around the UK but not venturing out into really well known places it was more so it felt like it was more so like if Julie was on and, and booked she, me and she's bringing a girl yeah, yeah, yeah she'd, she'd bring yeah. me yeah did the very occasional um, you know booking with you know wrestling with somebody else went up to Scotland a few times but again that was like a group of girls um, that would go up in a car to for fierce females or yeah. something but I broke out very quickly abroad and I, and yeah, I, I don't this, know yeah. I'm not sure why or or what it was because I don't go abroad half as much now as I did then Saying that, I have got quite a few abroad bookings. Actually, but the scene is the scene's big. But the scene is bigger here now. Yeah, though, isn't it's it? different yeah. now. It's very different now than it was then. So, like in the matter of two years, I'd gone to like six, seven different countries. Like, you, are you in under two years. Are you in America? No, that's the place. It's on my it's on my bucket list, but I haven't yet reached America. So, as in like the um, Europe, I'd done like Germany, France, Belgium, Denmark, Switzerland, Sweden. You know, all these places within like two years Italy within like two years and I was like whoa what's, what's going on well WWE has a very good international name yeah it does it does have a very like whenever I've gone abroad people will talk about like schools come over and train and oh they, yeah they're like oh we've we've come over to England train and go oh where do you train WWE yeah. times they'll say WWE yeah, yeah yeah they have a very good following um, and whenever I, I would you know certainly for the time that I trained there there was always people from Italy, from Austria. Seems the same now as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, still. Still, a lot of people go over and, and, and go to train there. Um, so, but yeah, so so within those two years, I'd done mainly Norfolk, other bits and pieces, and, and then abroad. So, you know, and I learned a lot in those two years. Um, so, no, it's just, it's just weird to, like, think how it how times have changed so much now to like how I'm booked now to how I was booked then so then we met yeah we met so we, it would be September 2013 I know that's for definite it's September oh, it might even it was definitely yeah it was September 2013 and I know it is because um, my, it was my gra- so I did my graduation and uh, all my friends went out and, uh, for graduation night and I instead got on a train went and slept in Gatwick or Stansted Airport for my first international booking, and then oh, um, came out awesome. came up for for that one. But yeah, that was that was who's, when who's it was, me, you, uh, me, you, Sam Adonis. Oh yeah, oh, God, Sam Adonis. Oh, not God. Yeah, we're not going there. Of course, <laughs> like and you people turning their bloody podcast off already. For the records, don't like him. Never have. Um, and I said to his face before, and then the stuff happened at Rev Pro the other week. But yeah, uh, it, it was Big John <laughs> Titan. He's a good guy. Um, there was some. Oh, oh yeah, some Pol- you'd wrestle a Polish girl, didn't you? Yes. Two, two Polish lads, which I don't yes. don't re- recommend the name, and I and I wrestled uh, two Italian lads, I think. I think this might have been the first proper taste, even though I'd been like travelled and whatnot before. I was always kipping on someone's sofa or some basement, something horrible. But this was like I got put up in a hotel. 
and we got our food bought for us and stuff. And we so were able to kind of like... have a look at that beer festival afterwards. And yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, yeah. This was my first like, oh, this is a nicer side of. Yeah, and if you remember as well, like I think a lot of people like went back and then we kind of like we kind of like took the long way back and we looked at some of the architecture and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Yeah, and. Uh, that was again. That was my first ever, my first ever international booking. So I came away. That they, that set the, that set the bar quite high. Yeah, so, for your first so one. my first one. So so you had all the stuff where you were keeping on sofas. I and, stayed in airports and for hours. Airports and stuff like that. Whereas I thought I'm living the life here. Yeah. Whereas, whereas you, <laughs> like, you were like Riley. Yeah, where you were like yo, you were for a rude awakening, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I slept on many uh, floors on random. Do you know what is so bizarre about wrestling is that. You know, my mum was always saying to me, oh, who's picking you up? Where are you staying? I'm like, I don't know. What? <laughs> like, I would go go abroad, barely know who's picking me up, and stay, oh, you're staying at this person's house, you know, maybe the commentator's house or whoever it is, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And I remember I was in Switzerland, and someone was... It was like the, it was like the commentator or the ring announcer who was... It was a couple who was... Who was um, taking me back, letting me stay in the spare room and um, and then driving me to the airport. And we drove, no word of a lie, up this mountain for like nearly two hours. And I was just sitting there in the car like, I could, he could literally be kidnapping me and I'm just letting him drive up this mountain. You have no clue. <laughs> you have absolutely no Scooby. No one knows where I am, I've got no phone signal. <laughs> I was like, going to say as well, it would have been the point as well where EU roaming wasn't a thing. So if you did want to try to ask for help, you were definitely going to get charged up the wazoo oh, yeah. for, 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 the, for the prices. It's yeah. just funny, isn't it? We just let ourselves. But I also think as well, like you also sometimes go and wrestle people. Sometimes you've never met these people and you will trust that they can pick you up and deliver the move correctly and they're not going to paralyse you and they're not going to... catch me. And catch you, yeah, when you're diving. Exactly, yeah, 100%. And... But yeah, it is, and it's just a weird, it's just a weird trust culture that you seem is. to, and maybe as well, like I don't want to get too hot and heavy into this. Maybe that's why so many bad things is being clean is getting cleaned up. No wrestling, but that's probably why so many bad things have happened. That yeah, we live yeah. in that trust culture that people want to trust people, and you have to put your trust in people. And then when that trust is abused, people just assume that that's how it is. Most again, it's not getting to that, but that is again something it is that how it, is. it might, might be we might be on something there. Maybe that's why. Maybe. So you, so two thousand thirteen. Now you were you were still Lady Penelope for quite a while, if I remember correctly. A little bit. Of, when did you change the name? So I went on a hiatus. Uh, maybe two thousand and fourteen, middle two thousand fourteen or late two thousand fourteen. Why? Many reasons. I. I put, I say that I, I say it as like I was burnt out of the business. I just had had enough. I was didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. I was doing the same thing, kind of wrestling the same people. The scene was changing too. Yeah, yeah, and do you know what? I was watching everybody else, you know, go all over the UK, and there was progress at this time. There was all these companies taken off, um, and I was just like. Oh, and actually, like one of the changing points for me, where I was like, oh, I did Southside and it was, no, I'd come back. Let me get to it. I'll get to that. So remind me about Southside 2016. Okay, well done. So, and then, and then also, so I took, I took a hiatus, but also my personal 
circumstances changed. My priorities changed um, in my life, at, at this point in my life. And I was just like, I've got to do what's best for me. I wasn't coming back from matches and buzzing. And people would say, oh, you had a really good match. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm not buzzing. And I wasn't buzzing before I went out and I wasn't buzzing when I got back. Really? And I was like, I'm either going to hurt someone or I'm going to hurt myself. And I need to have a break. And it was just it was just all too much for me. And um I just thought, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a day, I'll come back to it on a later on a later time. So about a year and a half I had off and uh it was early I think it was early two thousand and sixteen. And one of my first bookings back was was it two thousand sixteen or fifteen? I can't remember was for Southside and it was me, it was a four way me, first Tony Storm, first Jade, first um what was her name over here? It's Tegan Knox. Who's it? Who, oh uh, Nixon Nixon Null, that's it. Um in a four way and that was like my first proper taste of like being in the ring with such Incredible talents. Wait, wait, two questions, because then we can figure out which year it was. Um, what venue was it for Southside? Do you remember? I remember what show this was. This was the passing of Chris Travis. Okay. This was his tribute show. Okay, so that would have been 2016. Yeah, 2016. Hundred percent would have been yeah, because I was. I think I was injured when after Tra- when Trav passed. So yeah, it would be 2016. Yeah, so I was very honoured to work on that show. And. Um, so, I did this four-way, and I was like, man, that was great. Like, I loved it. And, I, and Tony says to me to this day, because she's the first... I was Penelope still. So came back, I was Penelope. And uh, she... T- Tony says to me now, like, like what, why were you... Why were you Penelope? She's like... That's a really good Tony Storm impression. Why, why were you Penelope? <laughs> that's your mannerisms everyone's spot on. Nobody, nobody will see them, but they're yeah, know, spot yeah. on. And, and she was like... She said to me, yeah, I did the, a springboard moonsault, and she was like, this girl can moonsault and everything, and I don't even know who she is. <laughs> and that's like, I was like, oh, yeah, well... Basically, I got a phone call one day. Um, I think Julia had been had heard that I wanted to come back through the grapevine um, and she was she rang me up out the blue she was like I heard you want to come back and I was like I, I want to get back into it yeah she was like I've got a show tomorrow do you want to do it <laughs> I was like okay sure like, I guess so uh, I was not I hadn't worked out in ages like I was just like oh god anyway did it came back it, I'd been back for two months, did that Southside show, and I came back from there and was like, something's got to change. I'm done. Like, I'm not going to be this person anymore. And I remember wrestling <clears throat> again for WWE, I think, and someone made a comment and was like, you need to walk like a diva, you can't walk like a dude. And I remember thinking, like, okay, I think I'm done with this. I'm, I, I need to be me. And these are my mannerisms. And from... Penelope, before I left, there's Penelope when I came back, a lot changed in my personal life. Basically, I came out came out the closet, as you know, want to wanna say. And when, when I came out of my personal life, through that time that I had off, I almost just 
became me properly instead of pretending to be someone who I wasn't, which is what I was doing for a little, like, for a little while, which is probably why I struggled so much with, like, not even who the hell am I in the ring, but who the hell am I, like, as a person, especially, like, probably 2014 into 2015 was tough. When you look back on it now, how long did you know that you were gay? question because it was actually a really long transition for me so I was actually a lot of people don't know this either but I was actually uh, I had a four nearly five year relationship with a guy um, up until the age of about 20, 21 um, and I was in the business at this point broke up single for a little while and then in between that period of being single I was coming to terms with it not even knowing that I was gay, but accepting it. I used to literally sit, and what I'm about to say actually disgusts me now. I used to sit and be like, this is not normal to feel this way, and I am not allowed to feel this way, and it's oh not God. okay. But this was like, you know, you're talking like five years ago now. Did, did so you, things were different. Did you, were you coming to terms with this? Was it doing your hiatus from wrestling? Or was you coming to terms with this and trying to struggle with this before you... Before. So this probably was another reason why you wasn't engaging with wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, you had all this up. You had so much more important stuff. I just were... couldn't figure out who I was. And then you expected to go out there and make all these people happy when you wasn't... Uh, when I didn't really know, like... You wasn't happy. I could, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. And do you know what? So many people, um, before I was... I hate, I absolutely hate these terms of coming out and being in the closet and I hate all that crap but I, you know, I can't think of any other way to say it but before I, I you know, said that I was gay people obviously picked up on my mannerisms and would be like, oh, are, you, are you gay? and I used to get so offended by it because I'd be like, oh, no, like I'm not gay Like, why would you think that? Like, that's really gross when really I would be like Oh, yeah, I think so, but I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't know what to say to you, because I don't know it myself. I was going to... One thing I was going to say, we are, we were talking about this before we put the podcast on, and I said, I was going to say something, and I went to you like, oh, no, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, because oh, yeah. I'm on the reaction. When we were talking, I was thinking about your starts and breaking out and coming out and stuff like that, and I, and I thought to myself, when you talk about Lady Penelope and you say, like, oh, that, that wasn't you, I remember seeing it and think it was a huge disconnect. And then when I remember you coming... Out, so you you again that term, but that you'd uh, you finally come to terms that you were gay. I think somebody told me, and I went, yeah, I, I, I kind of I can see that. I like, get that. Yeah, I get that. Like I, I kind of like for myself. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think everyone's reaction was like that. I think yeah. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't do a big public thing about oh yeah by the way guys flying rainbows everywhere. Um, I just I just got in a relationship. Yeah, I think that was it. I think you just popped up as like yeah, yeah. like in a relationship with. Whoever was telling us of it, like, alright, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, yeah, that makes, that makes total sense. And yeah. up until that point, like, you know, I, I'd kind of figured it out, I'd, you know, ex- had experiences or whatever, and I was like, yeah, okay, I think I'm this way, but had no need to say anything to anyone because, you know, you don't go do something and be like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm straight, because I just did this, so that means I'm straight. You don't need to go tell anyone that crap, you know what I mean? So it wasn't until I actually, like, got in a relationship with a girl that I was like, 
probably should tell people. <laughs> probably. Well, well, I guess. <laughs> but I did break. it very quickly. Like, I literally, like, got, got with this girl and I went home, like, two, two days later and was like... So I actually took my mum to the pub. I brought her a glass of wine. I was like, keep drinking. <laughs> I said, I've got something to tell you. She put it down. She you pregnant? Not quite, no. <laughs> Not quite, mum, no. I'm about to tell you, mixing's a little bit more difficult for me to be pregnant. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm gay. And she, she, she put down a glass of wine. She was like, I know. I said, I know. She said, I know you are. And that's okay. But apart, like, when I hear these stories when people go like, Parents go, oh, we've known for ages. I'm a bit like, well, why you, didn't you tell them? Mum, why could, didn't you tell me? This, this could have made life a little bit more, like, don't say, but if they, you've been, sometimes the scariest thing why people don't come to terms with it is because of parents and stuff like that. So, it's and so, again, not saying that's the case to you. It's so but. scary. And all my friends that are wrestlers, by the way, you know. Yeah. So, Alice is one of my best friends. And I remember being absolutely terrified to tell her, and she'll she'll know what I'm about, what story I'm about to say. I remember we were sitting in my room, and she was talking to me, and I, I was literally like not looking at her. I was looking like out the window, and she was like, "Right, that's it." She was like, "What the hell are you like? What is wrong with you? Like, tell me, like, what is going on with you?" I was like, "Um, I'm with a girl," and she was just like, "What?" But I don't think it. I, I think for my friends. And family, more more so my friends. It was that they were shocked that I came out, not that I was gay. Or shocked more so that you hadn't told them sooner. So yeah, like, oh, what? yeah, yeah. What? Why didn't you tell me sooner? I'm like some of them wasn't shocked at all, and they were like, "Oh, yeah, I, yeah, that's that's." I get that. That's cool. It was. It was probably more shocking that I had the courage to actually turn around and be like, "Yeah, this is this is me." Do you think? And this is a question I just thought to myself. And do you think? Because again, the wrestling scenes change very, very a lot in the last seven years, six years, eight years, whatever you've been wrestling. Um, it's a very inclusive place now. Mm. Um, yeah, it is. It, it wasn't when we started. There were, uh, and I can't. And I, I say this. See, I say this as a as a white male, straight male, heterosexual male. So I, you know, I know it wasn't an inclusive place. So anyone else who is anyone of of color and a different sexuality, mm-hmm. and again, female, it must have been a completely different place. So, do you think that? Living in that that bubble <clears throat> of British wrestling that wasn't inclusive, do you think that that was another reason why you didn't come out sooner? Because the scene wasn't as accepting back then. Didn't yeah, it didn't help. And I felt very felt very afraid, which is very sad. But afraid of what? Of what people would think. Like losing bookings and yeah, yeah, losing bookings and people people be. You, you know, like, how wrestling is so bantery and so, like, you know, it's very in-your-face, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I cannot... Because maybe at this point I also had not accepted it. And I was like, I could, like, just could not bear the thought of going to a show and people maybe bantering and, you know, taking it light-hearted, but I was, would have been so sensitive to that. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't cope with it. I can't deal with it. Like now, it's completely different, and I think 
you know, you're talking like it's only four years ago or maybe five, but like so much has changed, and so much, you know, you know, I don't wrestle in that in that bubble as you say. Like so much has changed for it being inclusive and. Well, the whole scene is the whole is, scene uh, is uh, completely that bubble different. scene is just burst, really. It's yeah, just, it's, it's, yeah, it's just all completely the different. Um, there were so many reasons to why I didn't feel comfortable, and do you know what? Actually, so my friends knew, my family knew, work work colleagues knew. Um, <laughs> it was funny, like, so I came out over a, a six the six weeks holiday. I was on break, and I came. I came back, and they were like, obviously you all knew that I'd come out because it was on Facebook, they are like, oh, you had a good six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, God's sakes. But yeah, um, I forget what I was saying now. What was it? Why, we talked about the bubble being inclusive. Yeah, yeah. I just, oh, I just, yeah, so it's, so much had, like, changed for me. In those four years. In those four years, yeah. And that's why you decided, right, I can't be Penelope anymore. I've got to stop so, being me. So, yeah, what happened was, um, basically, it was that mannerism comment. And I went home and I was like, I can't, I can't pretend anymore to be someone who, who wasn't. And like I said, I was more accepting of myself at this point because I was out, I was comfortable with who I was, I knew who I was. But I'm guessing as well, like, you say you, you've come out... And you were comfortable. Mm-hmm. I guess in the moment you went and took on that Lady Penelope persona again. Oh, it was the, just awful. The Lady Penelope character, though, probably wasn't out. The Lady Penelope was, character. Lady was, Penelope had lost her head. I don't think she knew where she was. But I'm just, I'm just saying she, she was, she wasn't. She, you were going out there as a, as a gay girl, and I guess you were playing a, a, a straight girl as Lady Penelope. I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily that. I just think it's that. You know, gay, straight, whatever. Like, I believe you are the you are the wrestler, whoever you, yeah. you are. Yeah. So, for me, it was like more. It was more that I, as a person, had accepted who I was. So I didn't have to hide. You know that I was a bit more tomboy than everybody else yeah. because me, I connected being more tomboyish to people saying you're gay, uh, or if I wore a certain. If I looked a certain way and I dressed a certain way, people would think that I was gay. So I avoided, I tried to avoid that kind of stuff. Whereas obviously when I came out, I didn't care. So I was much more comfortable being me. But then when I played Penelope, like, you know, this character Penelope, I didn't hold back my mannerisms. So I still walked like tomboyish. I didn't change yeah. like, whereas before I was gay and I played Penelope, I I wasn't comfortable and I and, and I didn't act a certain way. If that, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So yeah, so I was just more comfortable with being Yasmin Lander. Forget about Penelope. I wasn't Penelope in the ring. It was just a it was just a name. There was nothing else to it. And actually, if you see the very late stages of Penelope, it's almost Charlie Morgan. Yeah, I got you. So. That comment was made that like, oh, you got to walk like a diva. You can't walk like a bloke. I was like, I'm gonna grab my crutch and wear my hat, low like. You know? I'm gonna walk however oh, yeah, I want to yeah, walk. Yeah, so I'm gonna do yeah, whatever. I went back and I, I, I yeah, messaged them. I was like, look, like, I'll happily work for you um, whenever you like, but I am thinking of changing this, that, and the other. I'm gonna change my name, my gimmick, whole new look. Like, what do you think? And they were all for it. They're like, sure, okay. 
like dude like do it um maybe we'll sit down together and we'll uh you know we'll do it together and weeks went by and you know people were busy and just never got around to it so I just was like I'm okay this is what I want to do and the name was so important to me that I got it right because I think we had a conversation I think we we had a conversation on Facebook you were bouncing some ideas around us yeah 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 yeah. so I really wanted a, a unisex name which I love the name Charlie, just put that out there. It was my grandfa- grandfather's name Aww. was uh, uh, Charles. But I turned and said to, uh, I, I said to a few people, I want my first child to be called Charlie. Whether it was a boy or a girl, I wanted to be called Charlie. I love the name Charlie. Yeah, that's a nice name. I like it. It's going to sound a bit odd, but I was looking in the mirror and I was thinking, what? it's so important that my face suits this name because obviously Penelope was a million miles away from the, my, like how I looked. Um, and I was like, okay, so it's either going to be Alex or it's going to be Charlie. Let's do one thing at a time. And Alice had just gone from Liberty to Alex <laughs> Windsor. And I was like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so she got in there just before me. But, you know, in hindsight, it's a good thing. Because I'm sure that Alex suits her much better it than does. whatever, you know, whatever yeah. else. And... I, and I think Charlie would uh, has suited me better than Alex, like the name Alex. I agree. Suit me. Um, so yeah, I went with um, I went with Charlie, and then the, the the Morgan name was inspired by you. No, <laughs> it was um, it was either going to be Matthews or Morgan. I just felt that um, a surname beginning with like M rolled off the tongue nicely with. Charlie, Charlie, yeah. and I was I had a few names beginning with M. I knew that Matthews was one of them. And Madison actually might 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 have been, but they didn't. I was like, oh, I don't sound right. Um, Sounds like a fake name, isn't it, Charlie yeah, Madison? Yeah, yeah. And um, and there was an there was Nicole Matthews, so I was like, you know, I don't want to people start calling us like uh, good half sisters or something or whatever. Um, so I was like, okay, it's gonna be Morgan. Yeah, and I like that. I love the name. Morgan. There's nobody so. in the UK with a surname Morgan, to my knowledge. Maybe Matt Morgan, but he doesn't really wrestle that much. Yeah. So I think it's a very uncommon name for a surname. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, we'll we'll roll with that, roll with that, and then things just, I say slowly but surely, actually quite quickly took off, uh, and then you know things got added to it like fearless and the ace and. Those kind of things. But then, like, so you changed the name, but then did you make sure before the name changed that you got all this new gear, yeah, or was you still in Penelope stuff? No. I li- literally put it all... It's all in the loft. Um, so, I knew... So I was like, okay, how can... Someone once gave me, like, the best of us. It was like, if you're going to have a character, have it kind of about your own identity and just enhance it, like, a thousand times, or play a character that you know really well, like your favourite superhero or your favourite whatever, you know? Yeah, Something you're really into that interests you because because you know it and you and you'll play it well, hopefully. So I was like, don't I don't really have like anything that really that I really like I'm really inspired by like comic books or anything like that. So I was like, I'll just try and put me into this character. So I was like, you know, I wear snapbacks and high tops and, you know, all that kind of stuff day to day so yeah. um, I was like I I want that kind of image you know where like the, the, the baseball jersey so kind of like the badass yep. look um, tomboyish 
So I was like, I like, I, I wore tights when I was Penelope as well, especially towards the end. I was like, I like the idea of wearing tights. A lot of girl wear, a lot of girls wear two pieces. They do. And I like that it's that I'm different. Well, it's still a two well, piece. It's still a two piece, isn't it? Well, it's in like, sh- like do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, shorts like yeah, and like a, a, a shorts, yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah. you want tights. I mean, tights a, a, yeah, a lot of girls do wear tights also, but at that point, there was a lot of two like proper, you know. Yeah, no, yeah. Shorts and whatnot. So it was like, um, and I didn't want to wear boots anymore. I wanted to wear high tops, um, a snapback, baseball jersey. Yeah, that was it. Wrist tape, like, to my, you know, knuckles, so it looks a bit... Ready to fight. Yeah. The fighter. To... Do you know, actually, where the, where the Charlie Morgan um, character originally, like, I thought of it, I was watching Million Dollar Baby. Right, oh... Yeah. And if you look at Million Dollar Baby and you look at Charlie Morgan, I, I feel like they are similar. Yeah, I get you. Well, hopefully, anyway. Oh, I see it. It's meant They've to be. It, yeah. And then obviously the braids. Yeah. The shaved hair. Is that one of your favorite films? It is, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a good favorite film. I always like. It's very I, good I always film. like to. Uh, when I meet people, I always, I always ask them what their favorite films are. And I always. I always not judge, but I always like, like to see what it is. Like, I, and if they're good, I always seem to. To remember them, like Jimmy Havoc's says, 500 Days of Summer. I oh, remember yeah. that, yeah. So he told me that, and I remember him telling me that, and me being like, oh, so. That's a good that's film. A, that's a real good film, so I always remember that. But Million Dollar Baby. Sean Shepard Dentrum's my other favourite film. I think that's everybody's favourite film, it really. Is. Yeah. But it's probably, like, that's, like, I, I, work in a, I work in a prison, so. Oh, do you know, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We will get to that, we will. Yeah, it's probably why I like it. That's pretty good. So. You you come out and you kind of found yourself as Charlie Morgan, and you said things started like happening quite quickly. What 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 were those things? What places did you struggle to get into, and all of a sudden you were? So I went straight to somewhere abroad, uh, Sweden. Wrestled there, and then I came back, and it was kind of good, you know like I don't say that I debuted Charlie Morgan there really. It was almost like a taster, like a test. Yeah. Like, putting on new boots, we'll just try them out. It was fine. Um, and then I came back, and I'd, I'd sent a few messages about with, like, an image of, of how, you know, that Charlie Morgan looked. It's a funny story. So I messaged Dan Reed. Hey, finally changed my character now. Blah, blah, blah. So basically, in 2012, I wrestled for Southside, and Eve had, like, a, a partnership or something like that um, going on with Southside at the time and Dan Reed messaged me and was like can you can you come and you know work can you come do uh, fill a spot for me I was Penelope so I'd only been doing it a year I wrestled Alpha Fever and Dan I did the show whatnot. Dan come up to me and he was like just don't get who Lady Penelope is and I was Young and very offended by him at the such time. A, such a Dan Reed comment. And I was like, thinking, you ass, like, you asshole, like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even really know well, that was, much about Dan. Well, at it's, the more, time. it's more, it's more, it's more, it's such a comment for Dan to make. It's like it's him coming up to you. It would be more if he'd sat down with you and gone, like, I like your stuff. I like what you're doing, this guy. But he's like. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not feeling you 100% believe this sleeping out. Oh, he's got a lovely way of working. Yeah, exactly. If he'd said, if he'd said that, I'm not believing him. It's like, do you get what I mean? And you, yeah. you probably would have gone, yeah, I do a little bit, and say, you would say, look, I'm talking to you now, and 
the way you are, you're not prim and proper. And you probably would have gone like, well, you do have a point. And maybe you would have got there a whole lot faster if you had that maybe conversation. Maybe it would have taken me eight, yeah. eight, seven years yeah, to do something about it. You just don't get it. So you're like, well, screw you, it's mine. And yeah, I was just it. like, well, you're rude. But actually, I was probably rude. Without even realising. It was probably a mixture of both, let's be honest. I was I was young and I was just very like... Yeah, he had, he had a point. Uh, you just oh, he had it. a very good but point. He, but he worded it very badly. Yeah. he And if I'd have listened and maybe he'd not been so abrupt... He probably wasn't even that abrupt thinking about it, but, you know, I was just very sensitive at the yeah. time and was like, well, whatever. And I remember, like, on the way home thinking, like, Oh, he's probably right. <laughs> like, who am I? Probably sent me into a nervous breakdown. Now I'm just trying to make me feel bad. But um, years years later, well, we'd always kind of kept in, like we always um, always been like Facebook friends, so we always kind of saw what I was doing and whatnot. Yeah. And he obviously saw my post of me changing it into Charlie Morgan, and he, he'd always said, you know, you got you got to change something. There's something that's just not there yet. Like you need to do something different. So he was one of the first people I messaged and was like, hey. You're gonna be happy. I finally did something like that you told me to do like six years ago. I finally did that thing now. And he was like, "Oh, cool! I'm really happy for you." And then that was it. <laughs> and then not 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 the booking you not not the booking you were looking for. Yeah. Okay, that didn't really work, did it? And he basically was like, a couple weeks later, he was like, "Hey, you free? May twenty twenty first, I believe it was. So this was this would have been May two thousand seventeen last year." That for me is when I really, really debuted Charlie Morgan. So I, I actually, it was, I, I changed, I did this whole change around in April last year. Yeah. Went off to Switzerland, wherever it was, came back, debuted for Eve. Properly debuted for Eve. Um, and he was like, when I got there, he was like, you'll, you'll get what the whole Eve, you know, ethos is about when you turn up and walk through the door. And I was thinking, huh? I'd heard about it, obviously. Um, yeah, and he was right. As soon as I walked through the door, I was like, "Wow, this is something. This is something very different." And actually, my first thoughts when I walked through the door was like, "Really? Like this little dungy place? Like is the Resgal, which you've you've been in, right?" Been no, to no, I was. Um, I haven't. I was. Oh, you were meant I was, to. I was yeah. going to wrestle you there. He was meant to wrestle. And, is that uh, what you pulled out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we got the match in the end. Yeah, um, we did. But uh, no, I was, and then I uh, I got injured against uh, Pete in America. Oh uh, yeah, I do. Told, I do yeah, remember. I was ripped the MRI, so I was told to pull yeah. out all the bookings. I do remember. Which was the right call, but uh, good. Um. Yeah, and I remember like turning up there and looking around, being like, "This place." Like this, this is what he's talking about, and then like you know, like the fight like a girl posters started to go up, and all it was all kind of piecing together, and I was like, oh okay, maybe this is more Charlie Morgan than I actually realised, and I was like, I like it, and he basically was like, okay, I'm gonna put you on with uh, Chris Wolf, one one show, and then tomorrow you'll be wrestling Katie Ray, and he was like, if you can hang with them, we'll talk after the shows, and I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> shit, well. What have I just done? Like, uh, I was absolutely buzzing to wrestle the both of them, though, obviously. But terrified. Oh, I was so terrified. And I was like, can I hang with these girls? Because um, I'd only really trained in WAW, and it's such a different style to what you know, everywhere else is. And can I... Even though, like, I'd done bits and pieces elsewhere, and people have been like, oh, like, you kind of, you know, you're quite fast-paced and a high fire ish to a certain standpoint. I was like, can I actually hang with these guys? Well, 
Sunday evening came, I'd, I'd done both matches. Dan was like, um, there's the whole rest of the year bookings, you've got a full year worth of bookings, there you go. I was like, so I did all right? And he was like, yeah, you're all right. He's like, a few things to work, you got a lot to work on, but you got your year worth of bookings, so I'll see you next month. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and actually the people that really helped me get in there, you know, I obviously messaged Dan and I think he'd had to be persuaded that I wasn't a little shit. Uh, I think Jetta and Rio were, you know, she's a nice girl. Like she's changed. You should, and she's she she's indie, as they say. You should bring her in. Yeah, and and that that was it, really. Good eggs, them too. They're all right. Yeah, yeah. they're all right. <laughs> and then I'd been home a few days, and Dan had messaged me. He said, "Hey, next month." No, it must have been two months later. So I must have wrestled in the in the June, and then he'd messaged me a few days later, and he was like, "Hey, next month, um, can I speak to you before the before the whole show, like just in private?" And I was thinking, "Oh God, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> what have I done wrong?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, everything cool." He was like, yeah, "Everything's cool, don't worry." I was like, "Okay." And I was driving there. Why do, was, why do why do wrestling promoters and wrestlers always, always have to be a bit like mysterious? He could have just rung you and told. I don't know what he's going to say, but he could have just rung you and told you. But no, they like to go. I'll uh, speak to you oh, in four weeks' time. It's a bit dramatic. Yeah, they, oh, yeah, business, of course. Yeah, you know, we're all this dramatic. is the entertainment yeah. business that we're in. I should um, taste a drink. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. So I get to the show, and he's like, so. Um, I kind of get what your character's about and stuff, and like I know you've you've uh, come out in your public life. How do you feel about doing it? Uh, sorry, he's like I know that you've come out in your private life. How do you feel about publicly announcing that you're gay? And I, and I, you know, shit you not, I sat there and I pretty much welled up straight away because I was like. Oh, I was like, are you serious? I was like, you want to be able to give me this platform for me to express, like, how I feel about this magazine? He knows, like, how, like, strongly I feel about this kind of stuff. And and I said to him, do you know what? I was like, I've actually been wanting to do this for such a long time, but I've never been able to do it. And, you know, uh, I said to you... Um, there was a, a small period of time when I, I I came back as Penelope for like two months, and I and I done a, I done an abroad booking in between that, and when I was abroad, I had I came out with a rainbow flag then, um, still as Penelope. So before I'd even transformed really into Charlie yeah. Morgan, and I and I showed him this picture of me, um, from like the year previous or something, or from from the early on in the year. And I was like, you know, I've actually been wanting to do some kind of rep, uh, representation or some kind of trying to inspire people that it's okay like to to feel this way and to you know just inspire people to be who you are be who you are and just be yourself and be brave and don't care about what people think and whether it's your race sexuality you know, whatever it be like who literally like who who gives a shit like you're only gonna like worry yourself and and be in, live in fear of not doing things or succeeding to best you can because you're scared of what people think when ultimately, like, 
So you their life that. isn't going to change. Yeah. Yours is. You're you're only stopping yourself from progressing or not changing or whatever because of some someone else. And we had this long conversation. And he was like, okay, now it's like, how do we do it? <laughs> because that's that's a tough thing. He was like, you know, you could say this, but then this could happen. We had a lot, we had a lot of media there that day. And I think we were both a bit like, because still it's such a sensitive subject. It's, it's not, I don't think it's so much sensitive. It's, it's, it's making sure that it's not being done for the, the wrong reasons. Yeah, exactly. And it's also making sure as well that when it's done, it comes from a place of... of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Coming from a place of truth, that's yeah, of it being you and not a character. It w- yeah, so. it definitely was. I, I think in that promo, promo, I, I I even say like whether I'm Charlie Morgan or I'm Yasmin Lander. Yeah, I I put my own self, like you know, the real me, in that promo because it, that promo, it was. You know, eighty percent Yasmin Lander and twenty percent Charlie Morgan. So, um, you know, we we spoke about how do we get to that line. He was like, uh, you know, what do you want to say? And I was like, well, I'll say that I'm gay, but I need to follow on with something. He was like, I think you need to say I am gay. Stop, and then say something else, like whatever. Go on about, you know, don't care about what everyone else thinks. Blah blah. blah. And then it would be back and forward for hours about like how do we get into that situation because you can't have somebody call call me you know something like you can't have someone come out and be homophobic yeah of course because if that ten seconds is cut and you've got somebody saying you're yeah. a lesbian or whatever or whatever that's bad did, yeah. that's very bad publicity which is you know the complete opposite of what we wanted. So it was where did it was Nina Samuels in the end. Um have you seen that? I haven't. You haven't? So it's Nina Samuels, she was um she'd broken her foot or fractured her foot, ankle, something. Yeah. She was just cutting a promo, taking up time, I was next to wrestle and I interrupted her and I was like, Come on, like, get out of the ring, it's my time now, it's not yours, like you're injured, go go back up and watch in the stands. She was giving it the big end and she was like, what are you going to do? Are you going to put your hands on me? So I twisted it and was like, oh, I see where you're going. I see where you're going with that snidey comment. What, do you think I'm scared to say it? Do you think I'm scared to tell the world that I'm gay? And then, like, stop there. And do you know what? Like, before I went out, I was so frustrated with, like, make sure you don't say this and make sure you don't say that. I literally was like, I'm just going to say whatever the hell I want. And then... You went back into that box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, but I'll apologise maybe later if it gets anyone in trouble, but I'm just going to go out and say what I want. And it wasn't until I could hear uh, Nina Samuels doing her promo and I knew the cue that my music was going to hit and I was standing at the curtain thing and all of a sudden I had this rush of like, shit, what if they boo when I say that I'm gay? And then my music hit and I was like, fuck it, it's too late now. And And I went out and I said, you know, what do you think I'm scared to say that I'm gay? And the crowd were like, <gasps> and then paused for like a split second, and then they did like they gave like the loudest ovation, and I was just like, <sighs> I bet the pause wasn't even that long. I, I it re- probably wasn't. It was probably like it was probably a split seconds, second. Yeah. yeah, but it felt like 
it's felt like sec like minutes and I was just like oh like I was terrified but I was terrified but just so angry but like passionate about like what I was gonna go say down there and I, she got out of the ring and I just stayed there for a couple more minutes and just said you know like don't give a fuck what everybody else thinks and this company is exactly you know exactly what this promotes and be yourself be brave be fearless like just be you like don't do not give a shit about everybody else thinks and I said like you know I don't care like whether I'm Charlie Morgan or I'm Yasmin Lando if you don't like it you can be brave be fearless be you that's that, great that's on my t-shirt that's great which you can buy on... Oh, uh, well, I guess <laughs> no, no, it's... No, it's I know, I know. It's lovely. I know you do that. Yeah. And that's when, you know, like, you just start to develop your character over months and years that go by, and the whole, my whole motto, you know, be brave, be fearless, be you. And I had so many people, and this means so much to me, come up to me, even now, I went to a show a couple of months ago, and someone was like, hey, you know that promo you did, like, a year ago? And I'm like, yeah... Like, um, my 14-year-old son watched that and, like, he cried and that meant the world to him because he's really struggling with his sexuality. And, like, literally, like, every time someone tells me that, like, I well up because to to go out there and wrestle as role models is one thing, to actually help people, like, change their lives is... We do that in wrestling anyway, but to do it in a different way is something that... It's just a whole different... But we, we... Somebody else said this recently. Uh, I think it was an actor. I can't remember what I was listening to. Another podcast, and they said, uh, "No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. It was Ed. It was Ed Sheeran. Funny enough, it was Ed Sheeran. He was. <coughs> he, was on, he was on. He was on. He was on in the car. Uh, BBC Radio Two live. Live, and he said that um, I. I do music for me. He's like I'm selfish. He was like I make music just for me. I have a bad day. I do music. When I have some thoughts in my mind, I, I make a song. He's like I do it all for me. He's like but." When I put a song out there, it becomes somebody else's song, and it becomes someone's first dance or someone's first kiss. And I don't own that song anymore; it's their song. Oh. And he's like, he's like, and I forget, even I forget that sometimes that I do it really because I'm selfish and and I love to do this. But the byproduct is that it brings lots of people happiness. And I think that it's true of wrestling. Let's be honest; we do it because we love it because we're egomaniacs and we love wrestling. And we I wanna... mean, if you didn't love it, <clears throat> exactly. And, and, and we and we do it. We do it for us. As much as we do, and again, these podcasts, as much as I love people having, listening to them and enjoying them, I really do, I love being able to sit down with yourself and just, uh, just chatting and by the end of by the end of the conversation, finishing up and going, well, yeah, I feel like I'm a bit closer to that person. Yeah. Um, but we do it because it, we do it for us. But the byproduct of that is because we're doing something we're passionate about, we're speaking freely uh, we're being brave. We're being fearless. <laughs> we're being here, we're being ourselves. Thank you very much. They, uh, people, people. It resonates with people, and they, and they really they buy into that, and and it speaks to them, and it makes it easier for them, and and we forget that sometimes because we only do it for ourselves. Mm. But it's as you said, those those moments where a fourteen year old boy comes to terms with his sexuality because of something you did, something you did for yourself. Didn't do it for anyone else. You did it for yourself, but. You being able to help those people, Other people yeah. is such a great. Oh, it's, the it's, most, a, it's a great it's byproduct that, lovely, you, yeah. that you never expect. Never thought that I'd be able to. I've always wanted. I always, always been middling the way back of mine. You just mentioned there about connection, and I, 
I remember watching Shawn Michaels Hall of Fame speech and he said in it, I don't know if you guys feel this or not, but for the majority of my career I've always felt a connection to you people. Whether you felt that or not, I don't know. And I remember him saying that. And I'd never say, so his, his Hall of Fame speech was like 2011, so just before I started wrestling I think. And wrestling as Lady Penelope never felt any connection, really. Not not properly, yeah. anyway. And when I did that promo, I felt like I was connected to everybody in that room. And pretty much from then on, like I've, I've felt... You know, you feel that like, like, connection yeah. with, with people. And I never felt it before. Until, until, until that, really. It, it just gives you, like another level of connection to people emotionally draw them in and have a story to to like yeah to towards you so yeah, it's very special it's a very meaningful so as I said it's a great it's a great it's a great byproduct of us being pretty selfish but yeah it's it's it, allow, <laughs> it is it allows us yeah, to be to to impact people's lives it's the it's the great part that's very that we don't really talk about a lot really and we don't really think about a lot no, but it is, a, it is it is it's great ironically I, I did that promo I wrestled Casey Owens I did a dive and I broke my collarbone you imagine that emotional roller coaster that oh, I'd just been dear. through but in hindsight looking back I probably you're going to think what it was probably couldn't have broke my collarbone at a better time it, it like at that time I was like this is the absolute worst time I could have ever done this because I just broke out with Charlie Morgan just had all these bookings put in place like my pro and progress and you know and I was just like oh how guttering but I got the biggest sympathy as a baby face for just coming out and doing that promo and then breaking my collarbone like in a matter of forty-five minutes. Because it was because it wasn't a character that brought the, the collarbone. You, they were just. You, it was it was you. They were you come out and you you you'd gone. This is me. Yeah. This this is who I am, and then you went out and wrestled as you, as <laughs> as the Charlie Morgan, and, and you hurt yourself, and they weren't looking at a character that, or somebody playing a character that hurt themselves, which yeah. is upsetting. They they you'd inspire them. You got behind them, and, and that'd be taken away from them. Yeah. Um, I was out for four months, and that was that was tough because I was just so bummed out about the whole situation. You know, you can imagine like I'd worked so long, like for such a long time, wanted to build this character, and I debuted it, and it had literally been three months, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is typical." Um, but you know, I got it sorted. I rehabbed, came back three and a half months later, and debuted for Progress. Um, at the Dome show mm, October last year. Who was against? Charlie Evans. Battle of the Charlies. Battle, it was indeed Battle of the Charlies. <laughs> was that the women's tournament? Yes. Yeah, it was. So it was my first... Um, and she went on to win the tournament, didn't she? I believe so. I think she did. Yeah, I believe she did. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, um, so then, you know, I came back and picked up the bookings, like, kind of where I left off. Um, 
and then eventually got uh, my first progress chapter show um, then my house of couture formed and yeah and then all of a sudden I was wrestling like all over the country and was like oh now this is what I've been like waiting to do or wanting to do for the past six years and you're doing it as you and I'm doing it as me yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's it's a pretty good feeling we'll talk about that that building you were kind of wrestling everywhere and and you came back and did progress. The thing I, the thing that really kind of, that I loved, and if anyone was there, they'll, they'll totally remember this. But uh, Wrestle Queendom last year was one of my favourite events that I went to. Uh, all I went to was it not? It was this year. April. This year. No, May. May fifth. This year. This year. One of my favourite. It feels like yeah, one of my favourite events I went to this year. Really? Yeah, hands down. It was. Um, it was Top right. to bottom, there was so many great matches, um, but your main event match was was fantastic. And uh, if anyone's seen the DVD, there's a there's a uh, an intoxicating looking mod ready to catch you as you do the dive <laughs> or whatever, which they had you of course. But it was. But I remember you getting up. You there. also was a prop in the match. Did you know that? I can't remember. Was I? Um, not intentionally. I threw Sammy Jane into you. Yeah, sure. I thought it was great. Um, <laughs> But I remember you getting up there and I thought, let's go do a dive. And I remember you just jumping so high and so far. And I was like, this is sick. But it was, it was, it was wonderful. And I guess as well, you probably had that build-up that of them people getting inspired you. And But how did that feel to, to walk into your call? Sold out your call? Yeah, it was. Sold out. As the main event. And challenging for the, for the, for the belt at the place that had given you the... The, 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 the platform the to... The platform to yeah. come out. Oh, I don't know where to begin. There were so many emotions going into this. Um, I'd I debuted. Um, had had one of my favorite matches against Kelly Ray. I'd cut, cut the promo about coming out. I'd break my collarbone. I'd come back. I'd uh, just did the first she won series. Became the Ace of Eve. The, 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 um, the trophy for that's incredible, by the way. Oh, yeah. it's, it's lovely, isn't it? My flatmate was thrilled when I brought that back. <laughs> so, you know, it's actually just been as well. The, the, the two-day tournament, the four shows, winner goes to main event, Wrestle Queendom. And leading up to... I'll just... I'll get there, but... Leading up to uh, She Won, Dan was like... You need to be like 100% for this tournament. And I didn't know who was putting me over. I was like, yeah, all right, chill out. Like, I'll make sure I'm all right. And I just wasn't getting it. He was like, you're going over. Like, I'm going to put you in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. And I was like, what? I was like, why me? There's so many other people there. Like, why would you choose me? And I was just, was in just disbelief that he, you know, would be like, no, I feel like you're capable of it. Yeah, so the lead up to it, I had a lot of time to mentally prepare that I was main eventing the biggest all female show, all female in this country. country, Yeah, so even though I had you know a good six months to mentally prepare, nothing prepared me really for like actually going out there and doing it. And I had, I was in you know such 
amazing hands of Sammy Jane. She's, she's incredible. Such an absolutely incredible worker. And I think she doesn't get enough credit for she how really doesn't. incredible she, she really is. She really doesn't. No, she's... You know, I, I wasn't worried that anything would go wrong. I wasn't worried anything about the match. It was just whether... I just wanted to go out there and prove to people that I'm I'm, I'm just as good as everybody else. It's, you know, yeah. And I deserve to be in this spot because a lot of people had just thought that I'd just come in as this Charlie Morgan, never knew anything about me before, hadn't obviously heard where I've trained because, again, I was just, you know, in this kind of bubble, bubble yeah. that no one really knew about or... Norwich is very out the way, so you know, and obviously everybody's all up here or around the Midlands or London, so like no one would really know where know of me. And I think there might have been a lot of people that was like, She's literally just been here five minutes, like why is she main event in Queendom? And I was so adamant that I wanted to prove to people that maybe I deserved to be there. Well, I could at least have had a decent match. You know. Yeah. And it's one of my favourite matches. Whenever I get in the ring with Sammy Jane, I get it. She's. I'm hating saying this because <laughs> no, we're actually quite really close friends. But um, you know, whenever I get in the ring with her, it's just we we gel very well, and she's very easy to work with. She's great. Um, and I remember like. I remember during the day, like climbing up the ladder, and like a thousand times, like thinking, like, how how's this gonna work? What 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 am I gonna do off the top here? And I was like, I could I could go from the platform thing, you know, instead of going up on the. I didn't even think about going up on the banister. I was like, I just jump off the platform. I was thinking, nah, I can go higher than this. I can do more than this. So I was going to moonsault, but when I turned to do the moonsault during the day, I didn't even realise it. It was. Sammy, I think, pointed out, she was like, your feet are under the rails. So, I wouldn't have gone anywhere. I would have fallen. Yeah, that would have been horrible, wouldn't it? Um, So I was like, what if I get on the banister? Let's try this. I didn't actually do it, but I just hopped over and I just stood and I was like, yeah, I can do that. I'll do that. That was it. Do you know, like... You know, the whole fearless thing, like, that gives me the busy, uh, biggest buzz. Um, all this kind of high flying, jumping off stuff. I love it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, when I was climbing up there, I was thinking, like, this is going to be cool. It's going to be so amazing. And I hope those catch me down there. <laughs> <laughs> if you move out of the way, <laughs> I'm not going to be happy with any one of you. But it was, yeah, it was. It was it was it was great. And actually funny funny thing if you watch it back, watch me jump and then watch me ah, show out or whatever. And then watch me for what feels like five minutes looking for Sammy in this crowd. See of people. And I'm literally like looking around and you can see Sammy's behind me. <laughs> but I can't see that obviously. And I'm just like, Where is she? And I turn and I'm like, Oh, there you are. Anyway, yeah, woof <laughs> off we go. But yeah, that match was just it was it was a completely different experience. Like anything I've ever experienced before, like they were just with us the whole way. How do you feel to lift the belt? Yeah, it felt if, you know, people a lot of people say, Oh, it's just a belt, it's just a belt 
neat is it's just a prop but you know people don't just put titles on you for no reason and Eve is a very well established promotion and it means a lot a lot of people you know it's got, got a very big following and and for what it stands for and like it's not just that you know I was, I was being put over as as champion it was the whole backstory it wasn't just so I'm just wrestling I'm just main eventing Wrestle Queendom it'll be alright it was from where I started all the way back in 2012 when Dan told me there's something there's something not quite right to raising the you know Eve Championship at Wrestle Queendom you know it was like yeah I think I think I did alright and it was really special like my whole family were there my, they all got in the ring my nan, my nan got in the ring you gotta have a nan oh at, that's great yeah you gotta have a nan at a wrestling show and she was there and that was very special for me she's quite old now and yeah she she managed to get up there and all and what meant the most was that all the girls were there like that had seen me from like 18 year, this 18 year old kid like Rhea and Jetta and um, Erin Angels, like they're probably the three that like I'm most closest to, as in like on a personal level because they've seen me from so such a young age and seen me to to you know main event Wrestle Kingdom and when and then yeah to have my family there was really special as well. So there's combinations of lots of and and actually like having the guys there watching it and thinking that it was it was the whole show oh, was we great. Loved it. Yeah, we we got like those people came like those people came up to us and, like. I think it's great that you're here supporting the girls. We're like, we talking about. It's like, <laughs> I was like, we've just we've just come to watch great. We just love wrestling. I don't yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand. I went to Ali Pali like the next day, and I wrestled Tony Storm, and yeah, the guys were like, oh, I was there. I was like, Queendom was such a good show. It's great. Yeah. So we'll talk about special moments uh, as we were doing the run through. And I was talking about what we we're going to talk about. Uh, you mentioned which I totally would have forgot. But this year, you uh, you got to wrestle at Royal Albert Hall, so yeah, I did. Which you know, you if you'd have told me, like if you think about a year ago, to just winning the She Won, to a year today, you would have told me that I would have. I think about two years ago, when you were probably still on oh, a hiatus or whatever. Oh, you were, geez, two and a half years. Yeah, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have been like. Who are you talking about? Like, for so long, I just remember like wanting to be in this indie circuit. I just wanted to be out there. I wanted people know to know who I was. So yeah, if you told me that a year ago, two years ago, that this year alone, you know, you'd you'd break out there a bit more. You'd main event Wrestle Queendom. You'd get to work for the company you've been watching pretty much your entire life, and not only work for WB but you know, wrestling the Royal Albert Hall to your call to the Royal Albert Hall to, you know, getting to do, to do something at Wembley Arena like all in one year is just, you know, I don't really ever sit and think about it ever, really. You, you just plod along, you just do you the do, show, yeah. you go to the next show, you drive for a ridiculous amount of hours, you get on a plane, you're in a hotel or whatever. I never stop and think about the stuff I've done and I compared to some a lot of people in the business I've not really achieved that much but when I sit and think about it 
Well, I don't. But when I sit and have these conversations, I have to think about it. You have it. to, yeah. And I'm shit. I'm like, shit, like, I think I've done all right. <laughs> like, and I say that as in, like, when I say, oh, yeah, I think I've done all right, I'm not done yet. And I have so much more I'm, I want to and I'm going to achieve, hopefully. But when I say that I've done all right, by that I mean, if it all ended tomorrow, six-year-old Yaz would be ecstatic. So. Well, I think that's a. Uh, sometimes you have, like I said, I have little bits and pieces I was going to get into, but sometimes people say statements, and I think it's it's really nice sometimes to just kind of end on those on those on those statements. But uh, how I do like to finish up is if you were to give your former self any advice, or anyone new coming into the business now, be it be it a girl, be it a guy, be it anyone, what would the advice be? The advice to somebody fresh coming into businesses, do your research about who, like what, like where to train and what, like how many various different schools, because different schools teach different things. So do your research about who's about, who's good to train under. Be wary about um, getting involved in maybe the wrong crowd or whatnot. Um, throw caution to the wind and be brave, be fearless, and be you. <laughs> well, I think that's, that's my mind. No, I think that's I think that's probably it, isn't it? It's be brave, be fearless. Be I think you. yeah, be be realistic of your dreams as well. I think especially now with how much you know is going on now. Be very realistic of what what you are able to achieve if you if you work hard enough. You can pretty much achieve anything. I think that's great. Where can they find you on the internet? So Instagram, Charlie Morgan dot arrived. Um, I'm on Twitter, Charlie Morgan UK. Facebook, um, Charlie Morgan. So I've got three social media accounts. Pretty much. Any. Any oh, big cartels, yes, I do. Um, so yeah, Charlie... girls, girls got to eat. I <laughs> know, oh, yeah, yeah, right. I got, got, um, yeah, so Charlie Morgan, um, what's it, Charlie Morgan? I don't know what it is. Slash big cartel. Dot big cartel. Dot, there you go. Got there in the end. I should have probably. Dot big cartel. Charlie Morgan. Dot big cartel. Dot com. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some just something Charlie Morgan big something or not. I don't know something like that. <laughs> we got there. We did absolute pleasure it really has been and I feel that uh, it's I've done uh, a few conversations recently and they've they've they have been all of them have been absolutely cracking they've been great I've, I've been on a, a string and, and a run of really good conversations recently but I think that uh, this one might be the easiest one that I've done in a Aww. very long time I was sat here and we generally just chatted away just chatted away and totally forgot the, uh, the record was on no but, uh, it has been a pleasure I've actually um, you know been looking like you know we get on we go years back and we get on really well but I've actually really been looking forward to just having a chin wag having a chat about life yeah been an absolute pleasure no thank you for having me thank you and I, look, and I look forward to seeing what the rest of uh, this year and next year has an offer me too right in a bit <laughs> how good was that what did I tell you an absolutely wonderful chat um Maybe one of my best that I've had in the last couple of weeks. Maybe one of the best I've had totally. 
Uh, I like what I said at the, the start of it, where I said that it's been one that I've wanted to get done for a while, but because of either me being tired or, you know, her having to be up early next day or this or that or us just not being in the right frame of mind to the to the podcast, I'm really glad that we held off because we did cover a lot of important issues in this podcast, stuff that hopefully people out there who are struggling with uh, gender identity or people who are struggling with sexuality identity, that they can kind of listen to this and and find strength in it. And I'm really glad that we were able to have a an open and intelligent conversation because again not saying we wouldn't have but it could have been a very different podcast if either of us had showed up and we were in the right frame of mind and it became a became an interview not a conversation so i'm really glad that we we held off we uh we got it at the right time and it really is one of my favorite podcasts that i've done in a while if not ever i've done so many of these podcasts now that it uh, is very difficult to pick a favorite but this is definitely one of my recent ones that i've really really enjoyed doing and i i finished the podcast going Wow, that was that was a real great conversation we just had, and I felt a little bit closer to Charlie as well. But yeah, from everything hearing about her meeting Ben Old uh, when she went to open a bank account to her walking up to uh, Sweet Soraya and saying that she just wanted to be trained, to uh, to her walking away from wrestling because maybe she was still struggling with her sexuality and that wasn't allowing her to be herself fully in the ring, and then her coming back with a new lease of life and and coming back to Eve as well and have that opportunity to. To show, to show who she is, and to say, be brave, be fearless, be you, and yeah. And now, of course, she's she's doing stuff with the NXT UK as well. Uh, just 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 last night, she she debuted on there. So yeah, real, real, real lovely conversation with uh, Charlie Morgan. I have no doubt as well that the best is yet to come from her. Because every time I see her, she gets better and she gets better, and she's really passionate about this, and she absolutely loves it. And I hope that our conversation, and I did do say it in the podcast as well, that I forget sometimes that these conversations aren't just me having a chat with my friends. Sometimes they are lifelines for people. They are people. They are people driving home and they need something to listen to keep themselves awake. But they're also people that are sometimes in their student flats or in their houses at home who who maybe they're alone tonight or maybe they're alone most nights, and uh, they like to put these on in the background. And I love that. I love the fact that I'm able to be a part of uh, people's lives, people's days and uh, make things a little bit easier if you're having a difficult time. So, uh, yeah, it was real nice to sit down with Charlie and have uh, one of those conversations. And whether it applies to you, the stuff we talked about, or whether it doesn't, I'm glad you guys came along for the journey. But, yeah, big thanks to Charlie for coming on the show and uh, look forward to uh, having her on sometime in the future and seeing how much she's done since then because kids are really going to blow up. But, yeah, thanks, Charlie. Really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the podcast, please be sure to uh, jump over to pinsandknucklesmerch.com if you're looking for any merchandise, you know, any if you're a wrestler looking for any of that sort of stuff, subliminal printing, patches, pin badges, uh, flat gaps, embroidery, any of that stuff, they'll beat any price out there. Um, if you aren't a wrestler and maybe you're looking for stuff for a stag do again, they can do all that. But again, if none of that applies to you, then uh, maybe head over to uh, morganwebs.bigartel.com and check out some of the t-shirts and uh, maybe if you listen to a couple of weeks late then maybe some of the new one and eight hoodies they'll be dropping in the next uh, couple of weeks but yeah uh, any of that's appreciated because it does help me keep this podcast free of charge for you wonderful people uh, of course I do understand as I say every week not everyone can afford to do that but uh, if you have enjoyed the uh, 
the podcast this week if you enjoyed the conversation with Charlie Morgan then please be sure to make sure that uh, she knows about it but please also be sure to uh, to let me know you've enjoyed it as well that's at Flash underscore Morgan on the Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash Flash Morgan website on the Facebook I am at Flash Morgan website on the Instagram and of course if you do want to send me a little discreet email and tell me how much you enjoyed this week's episode or you just want to book me for an upcoming seminar gig hosting event anything like that then all that can be done at the email which is flashmorganatlive.co.uk Okay. Keep that coming, people. Um, I think that uh, wraps up another episode. As I said, this really has been one of my favourites. We uh, we talked about some very important issues this week, which uh, I'm really glad that we got to do. Yeah, I'm really glad that we held off and we made sure that we gave absolute all to addressing those issues and that we both had a wonderful conversation and a wonderful time doing so as well. So, yeah. Um, I guess all that's left to say really is big thanks to Charlie Morgan for coming on the podcast. Big thanks to Pins and Knuckles Merch for keeping this podcast free every week. Uh, big thanks to you guys for listening. And uh, it really is always a pleasure, always a treasure. And bye. Thanks for stopping by. Later, people. <laughs> <laughs>